We're learning about Hanat Fila. We saw Safa one understanding of Hanat Fila based on the fact that she thought, I don't want to ask for a child for myself. Maybe I'm not zayfed to that. But she's asking that at least you should, I should have this chus to bring a child who's going to be consecrated to HaKadosh Baruch. Now there are a few more points in the Tfilah which Chazal points out. A number of interesting interpretations. So we saw when Chana begins the Tfilah, it's a Tadashan, Imra'ay Tireh. A double Lashan. Imra'ay Tireh Ba'ani Amosecha. And we ask why the double lashon, what's the, the double lashon of you'll see, you'll see. So really, Chana is paraphrasing a pasuk which HaKadosh Baruch says. When HaKadosh Baruch comes to Moshe Rabbeinu to tell him about the suffering of the Jews in Egypt, so he also says, Ra'ay ra'isi as ani amiyashavimitzayim. So to see ani, to see affliction of someone, there's two there's two ways to see that. Ra'ay ra'isi. And same thing, Chana says, Ra'ay tira. What are the two kinds of affliction a person can have? So the first affliction is the tzara, is the, the difficulty that they're facing. That was the affliction of their children. But Ra'ay tira, the compounded difficulty that Chana, that Pnina, is torturing her for it. And therefore, it's not just the fact that I'm in pain already, it's being added to. And Chazal said the same thing in the Passover, when Hashem says, Hashem says, I saw, I saw the affliction of Kali Yisrael, and that it says it wasn't just that Kali Yisrael were afflicted, the fact that they were suffering, that they were servants, that they were uh, persecuted, but the, the mitzvah went beyond that, and went out their way to, so to speak, make the affliction more difficult. So therefore, it's not just that uh, Hashem should see the position I'm in, it's also the extra pain which is being caused me in the position I'm in. That's a double Lashon Raya That's a chat. Like I said, it's, it's paraphrasing the Pasuk, which Kaddish Baruch uses to talk about seeing the us, the Aini, the affliction of the Jewish people in Mitzrayim. The Gemara is Daresh, a very a well-known Drasha on this Pasuk, and really we need to think about it a little bit because it seems to require explanation. And the way the Gemara and the Brachas explains it, what Chana said to Kaddish Baruch is Shekir gave Hashem an ultimatum. He says, Imraya, if you want to see my affliction and help me, that's good. And if not, I'm going to make you see my affliction. And how is Chana going to do that? Mm-hmm. So the Gemara says that the Gemara says that there's a din that if a lady is falsely accused of being a Saita, and because of that, she's taken to the Samidah, she's given the waters to drink, and she's found to be innocent. So the Pasuk says in Pashas Nasai, the Nixav of an Israel there, that she'll have children. And therefore, Chana says, Hashem, I have a way to force you to give me children. And that is, I'll make myself into a center. The Gemara says, in that way, I won't do anything wrong. And And therefore, and therefore, you'll be forced, so to speak, to, to make me a child. That's what the Gemara says, the National Raya and there's three obvious questions in it. Number one, uh, it's not really a threat because it wasn't something which was up to her to do. Because the concept of the concept of uh, Saita really depends on the husband. He has to be Makaniha. And if he's not Makaniha, he doesn't become a Saita. And therefore, unless Al-Khanah was party to the plot, it wouldn't have worked. And besides for which, uh, it only works if the husband brings her to Vesemidash thinking she's really guilty. It's not that they can play a game with us. So how exactly was she going to 
engineer the fact that uh, that she will become accused falsely of being a Saita, that this would work. The other question is, besides for the technical difficulty, how she going to make it happen? The second question is, and uh, this is maybe the extra question, why is it mutter? Uh, besides for the the the, the, the iser, I mean the result of being in a position of yichud, it's also it's also and if it's also then how should she to put herself into a position of iser in order to even if it's in, in, for some level like gain that she wants to get out of it the mice to put herself into the matzah of areas is iser as well so why would why would it be mutter to do that even if it's for the sake of being able to afterwards feel a good Who's the man going to be also? Right. Look at that. So, what 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 does mean by that? Four sessions, For sure not. For sure not. We can add that as well. So, what does she want? We can we can hear you threaten Hashem that you're going to force him to give us something. That's not the way we done. That's part of what Chazal said in the Sefer that it's part of the Hashem that she came to not just to ask Hashem, but she's trying to. It kind of cause Hashem to give her what she wants. So what was uh, what was Hannah's tefillah and um, why would why would such a tefillah be something that Hashem would accept? In other words, it's not actually did it and it worked. She's she's bargaining with Hashem. This is what I'm going to do. So besides the fact that technically she wouldn't be allowed to, it wouldn't even be up to her to do. Why would that be a tefillah which would work? So there are a number of mafarshim to try to explain what she meant and what the Gemara meant in different ways. Let's leave it for now because I want to see one more pasuk and Ben Hashem will see it in context of what she's going to say next. That's the first question. The second part of the pasuk we saw, it still also seems to be a repetitive lashon. She says, "Uschartani, ulatishka kasamusecha." So remember when you went to Bethlehem. So why do we need again? It seems repetitive. So some mafarshim just say that's a derech of tefillah that a person repeats the point for emphasis. Uh, that could be the case, but there's a Chazal here, and in the Yalkut, and the Chazal say, You'll remember me with boys, and you won't forget me with girls. And what did the Chazal want with So, the simple fact is that what Chanah primarily wanted was a son. So, Hashem, Hashem, if you're actively going to remember me and give me what I want, I'm asking for a son. At least, don't forget about me, give me nothing. So I'll settle for a daughter too. So the one is in the positive, and the one is at least, don't forget about me completely, that I should have nothing. Um, that's a simple shot. Um, we find that Hashem answered it when I gave her birth. We see later on, she had boys and girls. So Hashem accepted it. Yeah? That's the, there is more than I can as well. Because uh, we know, and this is a question my dad says, Fazal, that the same word in Nashna Kodesh, the same Shayyad, is used for both Zachar and Zeicher. To remember, and the Russian for Zachar, which is the man, the male, is the same word. And if it's not just by chance that it's the two go together, the uh, Atom is the Midrash is even more than that. It's even more than that. And it says that the. It says that the. Positive mitzvahs in the Torah are summed up with the word what a person has to do, so that's, uh, that's uh, the, what he has to remember. The negative of the mitzvahs in the Torah is the velotishkach, not to forget. And he says, therefore, since, the, since 
even there he is a mukhiv and the mitzvah said not to forget. So he made it a tishkach of Rastam also. When it comes to Fadlim, it's in the Torah, which a lot of the ladies are not mukhiv in. So then that's uh, the Zaykh, which is Negdu Fadlim, is Zari for the Zakh. Okay, that's a, that's a Jewish. What's the chat What's the chat So, based on what Khanna herself is asking for, Khanna wanted a child that she dedicated to Hadish Baruch. And if that's the case, so what she asked for primarily, like she says in the next passage, if it would be, Hashem would give her a boy, a Zohar, then that would be that would be to dedicating to Hadish Baruch as evidence of Nizanra, which is what happened, that's what she did with Shmuel. If he would give her a girl, so then there wasn't the framework to dedicate her girl to Hashem at a young age. It would have to be that at a later stage, when she grow up and get married, then she would support the husband in whatever decision he would do. That's what I In other words, if, uh, what, if, if what I'm asking for, what I'm asking for is if you if you going to, if you give me the potential to do that now. That's what she wanted as a son for. But if, at, at least if if, if she's not there for that, she asks for a daughter because she'll be able to keep, it'll be more difficult, let's say, to keep her commitment of an asantid Hashem call him a chayof by a girl than by a boy. That, that was the, the two sides of the text. Now, V'hoyso Pasuke Beis, V'hoyo ki hirvesal Yisrael at Nehashem, and she continued to daven. Now she daven for a long time. V'eli Shem Respia, Eli the Kohen Gadol, he said was watching her. So he's watching, watching what she said. What does she watch? What does Shemir Espia mean? So the different Mahalchim and the The Targum explains that he was waiting for her to finish. In other words, Eli didn't, wasn't happy with the way she was diving. He thought there was something wrong. We don't want to interrupt him in her tefillah. And therefore, Eli waited for her to finish, so then he could uh, he could uh, give a muscle what he thought she was doing wrong. Or it was, we'll see soon. But the other chat in the Fashim here is, is that because we see that Hannah was diving quietly, so then, obviously, Eli couldn't hear what she was saying. So he was watching her mouth to see if he could lip read, so to speak. He could see what she was saying by the words by how she moved her mouth. Why did that concern him? She was. The Mishkan, was, we saw that Eli was sitting outside the Mishkan. Because he wasn't allowed to sit in the Mishkan, according to a lot of the Mufashim. And if he was sitting outside, so he could see on the outside where the ladies were davening. The ladies went out inside the Heichel, or inside the Azara, where it should be the Azara for the men. Was that Sinias going to be watching her? So why was he doing it? What, what, what struck him as being something he wanted, he was looking to see? Um, so, Mark will see the next passage. There's a number of reasons for this. Eli thought that there, she, there's not, that there was something wrong with the way she was dying. He thought she was drunk. Mark will see soon. And if that's the case, he felt this was a lack of coffee. He's not allowed to die when he's drunk. Just like today. A lack of is a person who is, is not sober enough and not allowed to die when it's a ta'eva. It's not a tefillah. And therefore, something about uh, was more error, Eli's hashash. His suspicion that maybe she's drunk, and because of that, she's not allowed to die. So, which is why he was he was watching her to see, and he's going to tell her later, don't dive in, you're not allowed to dive if you're drunk. What was it about what she was doing that aroused his suspicion to think she was drunk? So, the Prophet tells the Prophet a number of things. And uh, firstly, the Khanahim and the Saliba, she was, I the Bera Saliba, literally, she was talking to her husband, she was talking quietly. Her lips were moving, but couldn't hear her voice. Now, 
It's Ali, but we already saw that yesterday that the Rasha Chazal Dereshunya. Which we'll say again. Chazal said that Kaddish Baruch Hu, you didn't create anything in the world for nothing. And if that's the case, uh, why did you create me as a woman uh, if you're going to give me children? That's just an interesting aside. Someone put down Hashem Ben Elopian that he said only a person who's using every organ of his body the way Hashem wanted him to can make such a thing. Because if a person isn't using the organs Hashem gave him right, then the Congregation will say, Hashem, you didn't create this for nothing. The things I gave him to you is not using right. It's only when a person's using everything that they could right, now they can say, Akadosh Baruch look, everything you gave me, I'm using right. So it must be that you, if you gave me a part of my body that I can't use, then there's a passion. But if the, what, I, what I could use, I'm not using, then for sure I can't come with such an argument. And therefore, part of Chazal's Tikkus is she could say, Alibu, she could say, honestly, Akadosh Baruch everything I could do, I did. And that's the case. So then, if if if, you, if I utilize all the organs I have, so the ones let me we have a child as well. Okay, that's just the misapplication. So the point now, the Gemara says that we learn from Chana that the way to David is on the one hand the person has to use their mouth to enunciate the words, but at the same time not to daven the lad, to daven quietly. And so we learn from Chana. The Gemara says in sending Gemara brachos, come and help us look virtue. How important are the tefillah we can learn from Chana? That. Uh, it seems that uh, that on the one hand the person is of kavana, which is the barest libo, they can't just think of davening; they have to mouth the davening. That's the sound noise. At the same time, they shouldn't daven aloud because of lo Now, was that the normal thing to do, or was Hana the one who was the innovator of this mahalach davening? This is a big machlokes in the mafarshim. And that's the mafarshim who explained that until that time, that wasn't the normal way people daven. People used to daven aloud. And if that's the case, that's what Eddie thought was something strange. And then it's, why is she davening? Everyone else davening. Everybody else made up, and they used to say the words aloud, they were davening. And Chana Karim was davening quietly. Then he thought was, there was a reason like, well, what's wrong with it? Why is she davening the way you meant to daven? Which is what. Sorry? It's not weird to have your personal requests out loud. Which is, we picked his curiosity. Now, if that was the case, then he was saying a Kiddush. He was saying that Chana was one who was mechadish, this concept. Of Davening quietly. Um, I even saw one of the Mepharshim says a very interesting thing. And that is, the halacha is that a person is meant to Davening quietly because part of Davening is if a person has to say slachlan, has to say, no, say beauty for he's done wrong. And it's not, like, the one says it's not right that other person, people should hear what a person's is of. And that's what doesn't need to Davening quietly. It's interesting. Even though it's brought in halacha, but it's brought in halacha also that when it comes to Yemen and Iran, the middle was to Davening quietly. Now, it's not brought as the halakha, it's brought in the Ramah as a minak. And the Yom and Arab used to dive in the lap. But there's a silent Shmonasra. Which is mashma, that was the decent silent as well, which we don't do today. But there was such a minak. Right. So it's mashma. And based on that, so again, it's not the halakha, it's a minak, it's not a minak we keep. It's brought in the Ramah such a minak. Based on that, the one Akhonim says that we don't know exactly when this happened, when the story of Khana happened. Uh, but, what the Gemara does say is that Rosh Hashanah nifkah the Chana. Chana was remembered on Rosh Hashanah. So if this the story which we're learning about the Chana davened on Rosh Hashanah too, which the Novi doesn't tell us, it says that he came to Yom Tov for Yom Tov to Shira. Now even the Rosh Hashanah is not one of the three regarding, so he didn't have to come to Rosh Hashanah. But if that would be the case, you have to say he came for Rosh Hashanah and she's davening Rosh Hashanah. That's the case. So the Chayyim say, one of the Chayyim says that everyone davened Rosh Hashanah alat. And that's why Eddie was surprised by Shadavan quietly. And it wasn't the minute. And he was Shadavan Elat. And 
Khan and Bets and Khan's answer was, I didn't come to Daven Shachis and Musaf. I came to Daven my private villa. And therefore it wasn't something which would be Daven today. This was she'd already Daven or whatever it would be. This was a private villa. She's asking for something else. Okay, it's a drush. I'm not sure that's the we don't know which Chag it was, the Mashmalas it was, or the Yamtuf, which there was then of Al Regal. I'm sure some of there isn't. But well, either we way, saw that Eli used to be a regular anyway, even outside of the three. Even outside of the three, right? right. He's come a, a number of times a year to Shiva. Okay, so that's the, the question where exactly which Yantav it is. We don't, as far as I know, the Chazal who tells us specifically what it was. We know that she was answered Rosh Hashanah, but if that's, that's, at the same time she died, it would make sense. They ate and they didn't fast Rosh Hashanah either, no? They? They ate and they didn't fast Rosh Hashanah either. They can't eat Yamati, fast Rosh Hashanah. It's not like that. It's not like that. That's what Smashima says. Now, again, I don't think that's the chat, it's such a drush. The, but the armor portion will say that because we've done that out, what any thought strange about it is why she's having quiet. That's not some, that's not unanimous. There's a lot of conversion we hold that always a person is meant to have a quiet. So we just, the, the normally, the Navi doesn't elaborate. I'm telling us how people dive. Here by Khan, it talks about how she dive, and then we know from there that that wasn't the Kiddush of Khan, that was the way people used to dive. But if that's the case, what was it that Ali found strange about it? She was diving normally, if she was diving correctly. So it's interesting. Even so if one went to the other way, you would be, oh my gosh, what is she doing? It was normal also that people dive quietly then, just shakras, shakras, no. there was no mint going on now, so it could be that she's doing her own private thing, he wouldn't be. You wouldn't accuse her of being drunk because of that, would he? Okay. So, fair enough. So that's what the other chat So uh, the the second chat which is brought in the first is Kihir She's done it for a long time. And what was wrong with that? Why can't you for a long time? Uh, so this is a Khidish also, it's brought in the Khrenim over here. And that is that in the basin Mikdash a person didn't dive on the long tail. Just like it says by the Kohen Gadol that uh, after he did the Avali and Kippur, he was mispanned the Tefillah Ketar, the short Tefillah. Now, the reason for that is because, the reason he was there is because other Tefillah will get scared. But if you, might, if you need to dive in the long Tefillah, you're diving on behalf of Klai Yisrael, so why isn't that more important? So, it's interesting. They say that, in Fajim say that, in the best of Middash, it wasn't need to be married for Tefillah, because Shekhin is right here. If that's the case, the person can just ask for what they want, they don't have to be married about it. So if that's the case, what Ali didn't understand is why she being married. Here was this father. If you have the opportunity, so to speak, to come and ask a Baruch for something, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a position where for the Baruch, the Shkin is here. You can ask Hashem wants to give you. So why have you married? Now the Emma says this is something which needs explanation. What's behind the point of being married for Tefillah? The married person asks. They put, they think about what they say. They ask Hashem, please, this is what I need. Please give it. To me. Please help me. What it? What, what does it help to add more to that? I've done it. I've asked. I've got brothers listening to me. I, I made the request. So why is it in to marriage? Why is it in to marriage? So this is really maybe going to detail for just two minutes to explain this point. This is really a hashkafa question, and that is, is what the idea of being married with fila? What am No, we daven because Hashem is not going to give us that daven. But, if, but even if it's, when like we said many times, even if a person deserves to get something, he's meant to get it, Hashem has set it up in, a, in an open that you have to ask for it to understand it's coming from Hashem. But that's the case. We've asked. We've asked. What does the Rivoid Tefillah change? 
Why does the rib with tefillah change? So now, and this is an important point because it's not the, the, we understand the yisur of tefillah isn't that we have to try and convince Hashem of something, and we spend a longer time arguing with him about it then he'll be convinced. It doesn't work like that. Maybe you want to ask somebody for something, he doesn't want to give it to you. This is not you want to give. You know, I can explain to you why I think you should get it. You can change somebody's mind. It really doesn't work like that. You don't need to change Hashem's mind. And if that's the case, we don't have to daven ba'arichos to try and convince Hashem of something. So what's the point of a tefillah? What's the point of a tefillah? So either a tefillah is to shalach al we know that this comes from you, and that's what we're asking you. But that's okay, so tefillah k'tar is good enough. We've already said, Hashem, we're asking you first because we know that you're the source of everything, and it's up to you to give it to us. And if the nukhada is, for some reason, a person's not meant to get it. It's not, a person's not meant to get it. And therefore, it's not just a question of asking for something, it's trying to uh, change the, the psaq of the basic Shalmah, trying to change what HaKadosh Baruch had decided. So now, this is the point I wanted to get to. So how are we going to do that? We're not going to convince Hashem you made a mistake, that's okay. So how, do you, what, how are you going to convince Hashem to change a psaq which was given that a person is not meant to get something? And HaKadosh obviously has to be that the psaq was given based on the person. This is where you were, and based on that, it's what you deserve. And therefore, if a person is going to change, so you can come back with an argument, HaKadosh Baruch, I'm not the same person anymore. So please weigh it up again. Maybe things have changed. Maybe things have changed. And if that's the case, the avoider of trying to change something in Tvedah is really from the point of trying to change the person. But there's another look at it. And that's what's maybe Nagea over here. And that's what's Nagea to Moshe Rabbeinu also, because if you want an example of someone who's married for Tvedah, the Gemara says, if no one was married more than Moshe, if no one was Makatsin more than Moshe. Which means Moshe and the Daven shortened to the point. When Miriam got to rise, kill no Rafanola and you're done. I said, Hashem, please, you, said, you, you heal her. I don't have to ask him more than that. I asked. Hashem, when Moshe wanted to be married with Tvila, so then Moshe was married. 40 days. What, 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 he, what was, if you ever wonder, what was he saying for Sarah? Right? And what's clear, and Chazal says this, is that Moshe wasn't repeating himself. Please, please, Hashem, please, 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 Hashem, please, please, please. There's, there's, there's no point in that. Right? It's, so what was the point of a tefillah which was so long? The Nakoda was that Moshe was trying to think of different stadium to to why why Hashem should listen to him. And what's the point of doing that? This is the Yisad that Rabban says, we mentioned before, but it's a very important Yisad. What, what Moshe's long tefillah was after the Egrazov, to save Kali Yisrael from being destroyed. And what was Moshe's bets in his argument? Moshe was a third tells us. One Tfilter tells us that it's going to make a tremendous Fiddle Hashem. All right, everyone thinks if you bring Kai Israel to Adam Israel, to bring Paris Israel, no one knows what happened, and suddenly they all get killed. So what's the world going to think? What, the Hashem who took him out of Mitzrayim, the Hashem is looking after him, gave up, changed his mind. It's going to make a tremendous Fiddle Hashem. And why is that Moses' problem? You know, we have to, we have to come with their argument. Hashem knows it too. Let him worry about the Fiddle Hashem. Why is it Moses' problem? So man says you say it in Tfilter. And that is, the person can double for themselves. If they double for themselves, it's why I need something, why I want something. But there's another side also. And that is, a person can come with the argument of Khilul Hashem. Why is a person entitled to do that? This is an important point. Why is a person entitled to do that? And the answer is, because it's coming from the point of, since HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you gave us the tactic of causing a Kiddush Hashem in the world. If that's the case, we're allowed to stand up for Kiddush Hashem. And if we're going to say that the, for, you, for something to happen is a Khilul Hashem, so then it's part of our general, uh, so to speak, our general directive to cause the Chiddush Hashem in the world. Now, if that's the case, so now the more study a person can have of 
one, this would seem to people to be a Chilol Hashem, I accept it. And therefore, if Moshe says, it's going to be a Chilol Hashem for Mitzrayim, and not only that, it's going to be a Chilol Hashem for the people of Canaan. And besides that, I'm thinking, everyone's still Yamsuf. So everyone's, you know, the Kali journey is on the radar of everybody in the world. They all heard about it. Or for all of them too. In other words, the more studying that Moshe can see as why, why Hashem should do something as a reason to not make a Chilol Hashem, so that's something people can down for. Something you marry Chabad. That took him 40 days? We've done all this study. We've done everything he said. But the Nakoda was... But it was all based on Chilol Hashem? Yes. The Nakoda was that it wasn't based on just asking please, please, and please again. The Nakoda was looking for different stadium of why it would, from our point of view, it would make a kilo that would be, it would make sense. Or why in our point of view, it would work, that, that, that that's what Hashem would do, that would, that would, that would be the, the way the world would see it as the right thing to do. It's not convincing you? It's not convincing you. Because it's producing a different argument. In other words, uh, not arguing do we deserve it or don't deserve it. You can't argue. The Kaishal deserves to get punished. Moshe didn't go to the bit of arguing about that. But the Nakoda is the second Kaishal. Kaishal deserves it, but in the scale of how people will see this and how people will understand this, it doesn't work. So you put it into the Kaishal, so you're going to put it into the Kaishal in such a way that you're going to put it into the Kaishal. We're allowed to put it into the Kaishal. And if we're going to be the ones to come forward and say, the way people see this, it looks like a Hashem wasn't waiting for Moshe to be able to daven like that? For sure he was. <laughs> for sure. Kaddish Baruch also knows what's going to happen next. But it was Moshe's responsibility to daven like that. So I'm saying it's in our responsibility also today yeah. to daven in such a way. Yeah. If we know how to do it. And if that's the case, so then uh, let's give another example. Moshe. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, all the office staff and took over to the children. So they okay, would be married. Wanted them to daven, but then you can understand it's the same thing. What is Abram? What is the office staff make for a child? You know Abram Avinu. He wanted a child because he didn't want everything he built in the world to disappear when he died. The point of a child is who's going to continue the the of the Hashem in the world. So an argument like that's an argument for Kedush Hashem. That I could have look what I've done in the world, and it's not going to disappear when I die. Who's going to continue this? That's called Kiddush Hashem. Because what is the problem? What do I want the child for? So, any part of a Taina to Hashem in regards to anybody fulfilling any sort of Ruchnius or Hashpa or learning or whatever, that's all also part of Kiddush Hashem? Yeah. So, okay. everything really could fall into that if a person has the right if goals. If that's in the right mindset. The person says, I want this because it's good for me or because this is what I would like. Then, okay, you've asked. I shouldn't either give it to you or give it to you. But if a person is coming to the point of, and if I do this, what will I do with it? If you do this, I will also do that. And if this will happen, then this person will get a chizuk because that's what happened to me, so it will be good for him. The more a person thinks, the more stardom of Kedushashem a person can think of to get added to the bit. Similarly, when it says about Moshe that he davened 515 times, he had to that's the same idea. And again, we have the words of the Apostle to tell us. The Mahatantil is one Tfilah of Moshe. But what is the Tfilah of Moshe? The one Tfilah that Moshe with Davin Tashim and Shutara tells us. And therefore, ever and ever, ever is early Arden. To see the more of your God. I saw your miracles in Mitzrayim. I was impressed by it. I got a tremendous idea from watching. If you're definitely going to tell us plan, 
And I'll see more of the miracles you're going to do. So we might have to be more. But it's, it's just an example of a tefillah which is focused on Ki'ilu, what, what the Kiddush Hashem is going to come from. Then there's also the Ma'abir tefillah because there could be more and more studying that a person could do. And therefore, what Eli was expecting was the people came to Mishkan to David, what do you want? We finished. Nechana was here based on this fire. It wasn't the normal way that people would have. Now, why was she based on this fire? Well, this like we can understand. What she said herself is that she's trying to say, I'm asking for someone to bring us over there. Why don't I want to over there? Well, maybe the Tzadik, her graphic, the Shkai Yisrael, he'll do things. The more time she can think of, about why this would be a Kiddush Hashem, why this would be a Kiddush Hashem, so that's what she added into the Cheshpen. So there's more to dive in the back. So that's, uh, that, that's, that, that's, just put the two parts on the Twitter together. Why it shows Ma'abed is final and what was it Ma'abed is final about? Just what the Navi tells us, some of the, some of the thoughts she had. You don't create a person for nothing. You don't create a part of a person for nothing. So that's the case. How can it be? It doesn't work. In the way people understand, it doesn't work that you're creating as a woman if you're not going to give her a child. Again, that's also a Cheshpanot, even if it was considered a complaint, it's also a Cheshpanot. Because it doesn't make sense. If you would give me a child, it would resolve the question. Same thing she asked for, like we said, someone should bring up to Hashem as a, as a, as a, that should be maktish to Hashem his whole life. And uh, the other, the Kudus Chazal say also, I'll just finish with one, that uh, the Nebuchadnezzar says, we'll finish with this, the Nebuchadnezzar says that when it says that she was, that, that the spiral al Hashem, so Nebuchadnezzar explains it differently to the Rashi and all the other Rishani, that was giving a complaint. He says that Hannah put the priority of what she wanted a child as a Kiddush Hashem more than her wants to be a mother. And therefore, that it says that she tichad varim kafi mala, the Rosh Gemara, which means she kind of used words, threw words against the kafi mala, the Nefesh Chaim translated, not that she complained, but that she made it Kiddush Hashem's problem. This is for you that didn't have a child. And he said that was something worthwhile. That was something praiseworthy. Just like other times when the argument was this would make a kid Hashem if it had this to happen. So that was the that was the route Hannah went to. And why throw in the threats about the uh, the Saita? Yeah, I wanted to, that would be the next step to explain for the next time. And that was if, if, if this is the framework. If we understand this, now we have to go back and the next show we will and explain what was she there for saying to I'll make myself a Saita, how that fits into the story.